Hello, and welcome to episode 7, the cursed episode <laughs> of the Death to All But Metal podcast. <laughs> Chain sounds. I've, uh, I've uh, only got a drawer. I'm wearing a sheet, and it's got two holes in it. <laughs> we'll make sure you don't slip out. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Uh, we've exceeded our maximum drink limit uh, for the podcast. We've attempted recording it a few times. Uh, a few would only be four, so <laughs> three, three or four. <laughs> uh, I think this one has a good feel to it, though. Yeah. If you're listening to this now, we did it. Yeah, we, we finally f- broke through. The uh, glass full of booze ceiling. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. Uh, yeah, we fucking did it. I'm patting myself on the back as I look up my notes. <sighs> exactly. Uh, so, look, before we begin, yeah, just a reminder to all of you listening uh, that we're all going to perish, every single one of us, myself and Tane included, and as you, the listener included. Uh, the thing that we identify with as a soul will no longer be. Uh, probability suggests that there is nothing uh, beyond this realm of existence, and all we will leave behind is our words in a form such as this podcast, especially seeing as the written word is uh, diminishing and becoming a thing of the past. And because this is a digital format, and because most of our history is uh, recorded on a digital uh, pot, uh, format. And because said format is destined to fail and become extinct, uh, so will our collective digital memories, uh, leaving no trace that we ever existed, especially once the planet heals itself after the extinction of the human race. Well, I think that is for the best. Sure. Uh, keeping that in mind, uh, let's talk about some metal. Let's fucking do it. Uh, but before we do talk about metal, uh, let's talk about our theme song for this episode. Oh yeah, we've got a special one from our friend Alex from Offensive Behemoth, who dropped in to the DTABM studios earlier tonight. Yeah, he saw on my Facebook that I shared uh, the fact from my memories, my Facebook memory thing, uh, that it's Tane and my uh, six-year friendiversary on facebook <laughs> and so he wrote this little uh ditty for us and well let's just yeah we recorded this here's one we prepared earlier yeah. we recorded it a little bit before we started recording the rest it, of it it looks and sounds better <laughs> just like the one before, prepared earlier yes this was before the decline <laughs> so here we go with the theme song. Okay, uh, we're here with uh, Alex from Offensive Behemoth. Uh, how you doing, Alex? Oh, yeah, I'm alright. I'm a bit sick. You're a bit sick. That's yeah. no good. Had it... a fucking flu shot. What a fucking ball bag that so shit is. It doesn't have anything to do with you being in close proximity to us at the moment. Well, or... it's definitely gotten worse since I got in the room. <laughs> I was going to say, I often find myself gagging when Gary's around, but that's um, for different do... reasons. <laughs> that's to do with your gag reflex. That's nothing to do with his infection. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Alex, are you a fan of the Death Tour About Metal podcast? I heard it once. And what did you think? I didn't care for it. Fair enough. That's the reaction we usually get. Harsh but fair. (laughs) 
Uh, so Alex, you have a you have a theme song for us that you wrote for us after seeing our um, six year friend anniversary. Friend anniversary. Yeah, our friend anniversary between Tane and myself on Facebook. Yeah, the the friend anniversary, Unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt, heavy metal. It all goes together. It all just right, coalesces into one beautiful song that we're gonna hear. Right, yeah, yeah. Right I, now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Being best friends Together forever The fun never ends Doing their podcast One hug at a time Gary and Martin Two of a kind That's beautiful, man. <laughs> I know we talked about this before we recorded, but there's no way I can't laugh so much. <laughs> but uh, for the listener, Tane and I were blowing each other in 69 position um, the whole time that Alex was performing that. It was very hard to concentrate, I'll tell you that much. And not yeah. knock over the mic either. Just wanting to jump into the free. <laughs> you couldn't concentrate on your playing. Well, yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all of those things. <laughs> Equal parts. Well, that's beautiful, man. Thank you so much for doing that. For Thanks us. so much, dude. Did you have any offensive behemoth news or anything you wanted to? Anything you want to plug? Um, we've finished our album. Uh, our new album is should be coming out uh, fairly soon, as quick as the Czechoslovakian printing press can <laughs> press the records for us. They're pretty quick over there, I've heard. Yeah. Well. That that will be uh, what do they say in the cooking shows? The proof is in the pudding. Oh yes, right. But you're, I mean, offensive behemoth. Very little to do with pudding. What? No, but actually, we all love cooking shows. Ah, sure. I can hear that in the yeah. music. Actually. Instructional cooking, <laughs> doom metal. Well, in summertime, we um, have an extra practice in our flat. I mean, Sarah's flat on a Sunday, which. Um, Started off with a couple of riffs and then writing a song and then deciding that it was better just to drink beer, smoke Lebuans and eat curry and watch uh, My Kitchen Rules. <laughs> and so that went on for the entire season of My Kitchen Rules. What, what more could you ask for in life? Nothing, really? none more brutal. No, <laughs> oh, we'd probably listen to Neurosis in the commercials and sure. stuff. You know, just or like turn it. the sound down on my kitchen rules as Neurosis and Sano were playing over the top. We can we can tell ourselves we did that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, memory is a fickle thing that can be modified as you wish. So, yeah, yeah. Master Chef, not so great, but it never really is. But that song was great, and we thank you for doing it. Thank you for thanks, having Alex. Me. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Doom thugs for life. <laughs> Okay, everyone, put your pants back on. I think we can all agree that clean we've all your, taken our pants off. For cl- that clean recording. yourself off. Uh, I know that, you know, it was a pretty orgasmic experience. Look, I've got to say, I can't clean myself off too much because the general sweaty, sticky covering on my lower half is what keeps my pants on most of the time. Uh, so I have discovered... Let's not <laughs> let's not dwell on that. Let's not delve into that any further, and let's delve into some metal. 
who are we going to talk about first? So, uh, we're going to talk about Defeated Sanity, because they've just released a new album, which is called Disposal of the Dead slash Dharmada. Yes, and that slash is very important, because this album is a split album, uh, but not in the traditional sense, where two bands come together and... Uh, do a few songs for, one band does a few songs for the first half and another does the a few songs for the second half yeah this is a split with one band a split between uh, two sides of its personality say what you heard me huh uh <laughs> We sound like one of those uh, clickbait articles on the internet. Yeah. This band has this one weird trick for getting new listeners. Uh, Number nine will make you shit bricks. (laughs) (laughs) But these guys have done uh, a split with themselves, kind of to showcase uh, two very different aspects to their sound. Yeah, the the first half is like a brutal uh, death metal, boorish, pig-headed... Almost uh, pig squeal vocal guttural uh, death metal sound. Yeah, muscly, fucking grimy, awesome shit. And then the second half? Is super, super prog death metal kind of amazing, widdly, amazing kind of fretless bass kind of awesome exploratory shit. Yeah, a bit of jazz in there. Uh, Definitely some Chuck Schroeder influence on the vocals. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just... uh, I can hear a bit of Cynic in there, and I think one of the ex-members of Cynic is in this band? Uh, He was. Uh, It was the singer, and he actually left Ah, uh, before this album, but the band have still kept a lot of that sound. Sure. Some of it uh, bled through, I guess. And... um, so to kind of That's sh- what happens when you split yourself. Sure. So to showcase uh, the two sides of this album, we're going to play uh, two tracks, one from e- either half of the album. Uh, the first one is a track from the first half of the album, uh, which is called Sati. And uh, the second one is from the second half of the album, and it's called The Quest for Non-Existence. Uh, we're just going to play those back-to-back for you right now.
Yeah. 
Defeated Sanity. It was actually Defeated Sanity twice from their new split album with themselves, Disposal of the Dead slash Damata. They're they're so cool. I think I had to sell you a little bit on that album. Because I listened to the first half and I was like, this isn't progressive death metal. This is death metal. Uh, It's great death metal though, as you just heard. Yeah, and look, honestly, I I totally eat my, my words... Uh, I really like these guys now, and I mean, you can't honestly, you can't get that much more kind of progressive death metal than uh, having the word non-existence in a title. Sure, non-existence, um, the physics of uh, um, the unending uh, parabola of, of the quasar dream sequence. Yeah, and then and three. then like then like the the climax to the song would be like someone going like out of a child or something like that you know like sure really cheese the shit out of it sure yep and scene and yeah (laughs) not going down in the improv history books that one (laughs) (laughs) oh god anyway anyway we're we're heading to italy now with an italian band what are they called team bring us in uh oh well okay so uh from Naples, Italy, Goliathan have just released their new album, XLVII, which is 47. In Roman numerals? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these guys, uh, so very sludgy doom, mm-hmm. uh, some seriously cool elements of sort of theatricality within that sound as well. So, you know, uh, I, I've always found Italian doom has a lot of that awesome spaghetti western kind of dramatics to it, I find. Sure. And cool little stabs. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. A little Marcone. Yeah. That's in there. I think a way of describing it is uh, Doom Plus. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, actually, I do. And Like, seriously, like, Italy have been coming out with some fucking amazing Doom bands for a really long time. And I've found this, this bit of a thread coming through. I've not been able to pick it previously. But yeah, it, it's definitely a bit of a theatrical thing. I mean, on this album, there's definitely... Um, uh, another band that does that quite well, Electric Wizard, does definitely yes. a bit of influence from these guys. Yeah, you can hear a little bit of that in the first couple of tracks, at least. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're their own band. If 
you're in the mood for some good tight doom like these guys bring it and they bring that heavy heaviness that's sometimes lacking when you're a bit too uh slow yeah yeah like your it's uh, when you're trying to be plotting and when you're trying to be more mammoth like or you know fucking huge than you actually are these guys bring it they bring heaviness like real heaviness to it and it's a really refreshing uh change of pace for the doom scene i think yeah i think um also a lot of uh doom bands kind of seem to overlook an ap sometimes as well where having just a few songs that are much like punchier and still encapsulate their sound without honking on you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's uh honestly a lot more enjoyable not just for casual listeners of doom but sometimes you just want a nice hit you know sure so uh we're going to be listening to uh trend uh sorry uh this is descendant from goliathan's new album xlvii let's do it
that was the doomy tones of Goliathon uh, with their track Descendant of their Roman numeral album. Uh, I'm not going to go through the. You heard it. <laughs> uh, moving from Doom to Black, we're heading to a strange band from New York. A strange black metal band called Profanatica. Pro- Profanatica. I think Profanatica. Profanatica sounds yeah. right. Uh, their album, The Curling Flame of Blasphemy, is out through Hell's Headbangers Records. Teen, what did you think of these guys? Well, these guys, uh, so, you know, uh, USBM, United States Black Metal, uh, I think these days has a bit of a a connotation towards a particular sound, especially in the last few years, you know, you're getting much cleaner kind of tones, a bit more uh, exploration to to traditional tone. Sure, more like soaring melody type stuff with some shoegazy stuff thrown in yeah which look i'm fine with that's cool but uh this these guys kind of have freshened up a little bit by actually having a much more traditional black metal tone that's a little bit tighter in the i guess the song structure and, and their mix so rather than being chaotic kind of messy raw black metal like it's still raw and it's still powerful yeah there's still a raw element to it yeah but it's just it tightens up enough to give it some clarity yeah it's strange there's a few kind of doomy elements to this as well which i think it's a good yeah makes it a good lead in from goliath and to these guys yep uh the black metal side of it is quite dark there's some really heavy bass mm. uh in this album that plays a really integral part of the whole album uh, as you'll see from the track that we're about to play the bass is uh, like uh is in the forefront in these songs yeah I think. yeah and traditionally obviously with uh, with the older black metal sound that's that's generally quite lacking so i sure. find that yeah it gives it a really uh like i said like kind of tighter more polished tone yeah, while so, still maintaining some power yeah some black metal bands have kind of dabbled with this stuff before i think these guys take it in a different direction and i think because of that they've uh, definitely divided their fans somewhat mm uh they're getting pretty mixed reviews but i think this album's pretty solid yeah i enjoyed it a lot so let's listen to some now uh the track uh, rotten scriptures from the album the curling flame of blasphemy by profanatica <laughs>
Fanatica there uh, with rotten scriptures. Uh, see, Aren't they all rotten? They are. They are. Curse them. <laughs> Curse them all to hell were it to exist. Um, seeing as we're in the realm of black metal, we're going to actually keep up the black metal uh, thing for the next few tracks. But uh, before we do that, seeing as we're already there... Let's talk about a little black metal documentary called Black Hearts from Norway. Ah, yes. Uh, so, if you listen to the last episode, I'm pretty sure we talked about it then because that was in the lead up to uh, this event. But uh, we actually had a screening that we uh, put on uh, for the film Black Hearts in Sydney. Uh, which is the only Australian screening of the documentary. How cult. Uh, so if you missed out, you missed out until it comes out on DVD, which I think isn't until next year. Yeah, early next year, apparently, according to the filmmakers. But look, we don't want to give away too much about the film. We really enjoyed it. It was a fresh perspective on the black metal genre. Yeah. Uh, they came at it from an angle that you don't really see a lot of in the black metal documentary realm mm-hmm. where most uh, black metal docos are about the key figures in the original scene and their various crimes this one kind of takes on a bit more of a human element uh looks into uh the 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 motivations of people who play the music and stuff like that Again, I don't want to say too much. Check out this film as soon as you can. Uh, And thank you to everyone who came and watched it with us. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. It was also really enjoyable. Um, This being from a different perspective, we found a lot of people who aren't really your your typical metalheads come along and stick around afterwards, and we all discussed it. Uh, I really, really fucking enjoyed that. So thanks, guys, for coming along. Yeah, yeah, this is... It's not just for black metal fans. It's it's a bit of something for um, anyone that's just interested in metal or the the kind of subcultures surrounding it. But it got us talking about uh, metal documentaries and our favorites. And I got to say, not just documentaries, but films with metal people in them. Uh, I got to say, a couple of my favorites are... um, Metal Headbanger's Journey by Sam Dunn with uh, Banger Films uh, with the classic Gull interview and the classic uh, Necro Butcher from Mayhem interview. (laughs) You know, that would be a lot of... uh, It'd be enough to put a lot of people off someone like Necro Butcher, but man, I just fucking love that guy more after that movie. Yeah, I think everyone comes off as um, pretty awesome after that. Pretty awesome or pretty drunk? I think both. both. I think both apply. But uh, non-documentary films, uh, there's a rather recent film out of New Zealand called Deathgasm, uh, which is like a horror, sci-fi, fantasy, adventure, heavy metal uh, feature film, uh, which might put you in mind a little bit of early um, Peter Jackson stuff. Would it be like Peter Jackson crossed with uh, the VHS copy I just saw of Cradle of Fear? 
in uh, in my cupboard. I don't want to insult Deathgasm by <laughs> comparing them to Cradle of Fear, but that's really worth checking out. So, what what films do you like, Teen? Well, after uh, after watching Black Arts, uh, without giving too much away, there's uh, there's one guy uh, from Iran who's. Uh, uh, this guy does all of his albums solo and it got me thinking about he features uh, in the film yeah um but it got me thinking about the documentary heavy metal in baghdad Mm -hmm. uh and one thing that the um the two films share is that uh rather than concentrating on the inner circle uh or even people who were in the same place but not even there like in the inner circle of, of black metal uh, or just metal in general, this was an outsider's perspective from a cultural outsider. Sure. Uh, or in this case, cultural outsiders uh, for heavy metal in Baghdad. Uh, I really recommend that to uh, to a lot of metalheads who may not uh, may not know too much outside the sort of uh, English, Scandinavian, German, American kind of sure. areas. These are metalheads that really have to deal with hardships, uh, be they political, uh, military, in some cases. Everything's trying to keep them down and they persevere and they stick with it because of their love of metal. That's yeah, uh, great. That's fucking amazing. And what, what about your non-documentary film? Uh, I'd probably have to say, uh, just thinking about it recently, uh, there's a fucking awesome movie set in the 2000 AD universe called Hardware where uh, Lemmy appears as a water taxi driver uh, and who's driving the main characters around. There's a cool few like cameos in there, but but in this part, Lemmy's driving these guys around this water taxi and, and cranks up the radio and he's like, uh, if you heard these guys, they're new, they're fucking great kind of thing. And it's Ace of Spades playing on the radio <laughs> and it's fucking great. And through the rest of the, the movie, um, there's Iggy Pop, who's the DJ, uh, but it's just, just this fucking great mix of traditional kind of British sci-fi shit with Motorhead, uh, with so much fucking awesome punk shit, like cyberpunk stuff as look, well. Look, you had me at Lemmy. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, though. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's fucking great. You know, if you like Judge Dredd, if you like comics, if you like Motorhead. It was definitely a movie that uh, when I was a child, uh, when I was a child, uh, a long, long time ago, uh, back when there was such a thing as video stores, uh, my my mom would take me to the video store to rent out movies and I would see the cover of Hardware with this fucking low budget looking robot on the front it was an embossed <laughs> cover actually like the cardboard was raised up and it was like this cool like creepy like like t100 skull with an american flag over it yeah that just that really stuck with me yeah as like that looks like a cool movie and yep. it had lemmy in it so i was right yep perfect call so we want to hear from you uh wherever you are in the world we want to hear about your favorite metal documentaries or films starring metal people in them just even if it's just a brief cameo whatever even the episode of young ones with motorhead in it whatever you want just uh hit us up on soundcloud facebook or over the email devtallbm at gmail.com and let us know what you think so stick, uh, heading back into the realm of black metal, we have a band called Gavura. Uh, they come from Canada, and they've just released an album called Hallelujah through uh, Profound Law Records. 
this is a very interesting band with a lot of interesting philosophies. They tend to take uh, elements from different religious parables and they weave them together into a spiritual philosophy that they kind of put across to the audience through their songs. Uh, if you check out some of the interviews with these guys, uh, it's really quite interesting. They're very knowledgeable uh, when it comes to dogma. Yeah, I didn't know that much about these guys before, actually, but um, this release, I really fucking liked it. I mean, so this is a debut full length. Yeah, they've released a couple of, I think, demos and maybe an EP or something like that. Mm, okay, but I mean, uh, I've got to listen to those ones, but I found this album as really nice, like, dark, spacey kind of sound uh, that kind of sets you up for, for this great fucking, like, really hard-hitting, pummeling drums and riffs assault that comes straight in afterwards, and it sort of fades in and out between those two tones throughout the release, uh, which really gives it a nice sense of dynamic, I found. Sure. It's got this quality, and I've never talked to anyone about this before. Tane's just pouring me another lemmy. I'm not pissing into a cup. <laughs> it's got this uh, element to it that I haven't talked about before. Uh, I call it, to myself, I call it uh, regal black metal. Regal. Like Nergal, except um, with less mustache wax. And more reg. <laughs> and more reg. More, <laughs> more reg, less Nerg. Um, so by regal metal, I mean, uh, regal black metal, I mean, uh, you know, they come off as not really pompous, but there's a lot of pomp to the music. Yeah. Uh, very garish and, um, like their overlords surveying their <laughs> dominion. Yes. <laughs> something, sure. something along those lines. I kind of felt that with uh, early to mid Wattain a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when they started, you know, putting a bit more production on their albums. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of uh, Behemoth. Yeah, well, when you gave that uh, gave that description before, and it's like, yeah, that that's the kind of feeling I get when I listen to Behemoth. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel a little bit of that with uh, these guys. Just, I think there's something about the polish on it that makes makes me think of that. Yeah. So we're going to listen to a track. It's called uh, Temple Without Form from the album Hallelujah by uh, Guevara. Let's Here, listen to it. Here it is. <laughs> Yeah. 
Temple Without Form. That was from Gavura's now new album, Hallelujah. And now we'll actually be listening to... Oh, we've got some locals. Uh, we've got Denouncement Pyre. They have just released their new album, Black Sun Unbound, through Hell's Headbanger Records. Yeah, another Hell's Headbangers release. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with Hell's Headbangers, they release a lot of underground raw dirty kind of black and death metal or black and death or death and black or whatever uh, metal yeah it depends Uh, if you're kind of like really anal retentive about uh alphabetic order there i guess yeah totally yeah but it's very very underground very kind of extreme metal stuff really worth your time to Mm. explore their releases yeah uh and this being one of them uh these guys are from melbourne in australia and again uh they remind me of that last band a little bit uh Gavura, with maybe a little bit more uh kind of traditional metal flourishes in there i think yeah but also um i think they for me personally they kind of embody a bit more of a sort of uh dare i say fun or thrashier like energetic aspect of uh, black metal you dare say that i did i said it <laughs> i said it on the live internet radio thing of me but no like uh it definitely comes across like that to start with but um what i found was really interesting rather than keeping with a what's you know what could have gone in a black and roll direction almost mm-hmm. uh especially from that opening track uh it sort of very steadily darkened uh the whole tone and and became much more grim as the album went on definitely they're they're definitely um veer into the more black territory yeah uh darker stuff and um i think the track that we're going to listen to is kind of in that realm as well oh yeah yeah uh it's called scars of dawn the whore in red That's from Denouncement Pyre's Black Sun Unbound.
Announcement pie there with Scars of Dawn, The Whore in Red. And we're gonna focus on another Australian black slash death metal band. 
um, kind of bringing it full circle, starting with death metal with Defeated Sanity, uh, delving into black metal, and now bringing a little bit of both. The band is Temple Nightside, and the album The Hecatomb is out now uh, through Iron Bonehead Productions. Yeah, and this album, uh, like we said, like still a little bit similar in the in the black metal thing, but sort of transitioning as well. Uh, at the same time, immediately I was hit by this awesome, uh, huge, empty, powerful, uh, like cavernous, hollow sound. Sure, it's kind of uh, has elements of black, elements of death. Uh, huge sounding cavernous, but very muddy and kind of grimy at the same time. It reminds me of bands like, um, like their label mates, uh, Darkma. Oh, uh, yeah. This is just a, such an eerie album, especially the vocals I've I found, uh, rasping, almost whispered sometimes, mm. uh, vocals uh, and um, the members of this band are very interesting as well because mm. they've been all over the metal scene and especially the more underground metal scene mm. around the world so not just in Australia but in New Zealand and and th- the further reaches of the globe uh, they've been I'm just gonna rattle off a list of bands that they've been involved with separately uh they've been involved with grave upheaval nazul austere pestilential shadows vasophore ulcerate diocletian blasphemy and heaps heaps more that is a lot of bands yeah so yeah this album sinister as fuck occult as fuck uh black death doom yeah yeah, it's it's funny you say like uh, like rattling off all of those band names, mm-hmm. and it does explain a lot because I mean they really do. Uh, one thing I really liked about this album is that they have this great you know like fast shredding like uh, really intense sound, but then they 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 drop the speed uh, and they they really change the tone very quickly that creates this almost like inertial sickening effect which really hits home it's such a great fucking dynamic change i really really like it so let's after that glowing review let's hear some of that right now yep let's listen to tempest from temple nightside's new album the hecatomb
Tempest by Temple Nightside from their new album, The Hecatomb. Some heavy, eerie stuff there. Yeah, fuck yeah. We've got one more awesome, heavy, eerie kind of band coming up as well. Yeah, this is a strange one. Yeah, uh, so Shatan from California, they've just released an album called Weight of the Wolf. Uh, this is another one actually through Iron Bonehead Productions as well. Uh, quality quality recording through Iron Bonehead, who bring out a lot of good stuff Yeah, that you've heard on the podcast as well. Yeah, but what did you think of this one anyway? Uh, I think these guys describe themselves as a black metal band, and there are definitely tinges of that uh, throughout the music. Uh, but there's a lot of clean vocal in there. Uh, these guys are from the States. Yeah, yeah, California. And it's just two guys, right? Yep. Yeah, they just kind of... um, There's some some black metal in the riffing, but they kind of go in strange, kind of weird, winding directions with their riffs. Yeah. Uh, In a progressive way, that puts me in mind of a release that we covered recently by Norway's Virus... Uh, album Memento Collider that we covered in, I think, episode five. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. What did you think of uh, Shatan? Well, uh, this was this was really cool because I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a black metal base, a strong black metal base, uh, but the they go into very unexpected directions when they're exploring sound. So. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of flute featured on this album. Yeah, the flute is is definitely in there quite a bit yeah and of course you know that's going to bring a lot of comparisons to jethro tull uh and some more sort of contemporary bands like blood ceremony as well also from uh from canada those guys but um this is a little different again because rather than sort of wallowing in that 70s retro sort of worship sound uh they they still have black metal throughout that and also managed to explore some stuff through sort of acoustic sounds as well yeah as you can tell we're having a bit of a hard time describing what these guys sound like yeah and the best way to describe it is by hearing it yeah so look just uh stop listening to us Listen to this track. This is Leave Behind from Shatan's new album, Weight of the Wolf.
was Leave Behind by Shatan and Tain. We fucking did it. We did it. We got through. Oh my god. We've Holy got, shit. We've got one more track for you, but like this this episode has been a struggle. Yep. Uh, I think we mentioned at the beginning that we've had a few attempts. Yep. Just, it might have been something to do with walking under that black cat and having a ladder cross my path or something. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely just like a weird headspace tonight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Just um, if you're unhappy with this episode, I will gladly refund your money. <laughs> uh, I don't want people coming to me with the internet bills or anything like that. The money you paid to listen to this podcast, which is nothing. So just be grateful for any kind of distraction that you can get. Yeah. Wallow in, in our unhappiness <laughs> exactly, uh, rather than your own. So, on that cheery note, (laughs) (laughs) what can we cheer ourselves up with? Well, we got some fucking rad shows coming up, so let's talk about that. Yeah, actually we do. We got the 19th of August, we're here in Sydney, it's at The Valve, downstairs, Uh, it's a little show called Welcome to Hell, with the bands Reva, Snow Leopard, uh, The Loom of Time, and The Plague. And uh, if you haven't seen any of these local bands, they're worth checking out. Uh, we'll also have our usual buffoonery yep. in the form of DJing and prizes and games and all that business that we usually put on for you guys. Yeah, which is infinitely more enjoyable than listening to us talk like right now because we'll, we'll still be drunk, but we'll be playing more music. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, let the bands do the talking <laughs> more so than we have been doing in this episode. <laughs> but what else? What has we com- got coming up? Uh, there's the Stormtide gig uh, in September. In September on the tenth. That's a kind of split show. It's like uh, the more traditional heavy metal bands at the beginning with Enfiled from uh, Bathurst. Yep, love and, those guys. And. Um, uh, Nucleus from uh, Western Australia. They're going to be doing a tour as well? Yeah, they're touring Australia and their Sydney show is going to be at Death Tour by Metal. Uh, they're touring an EP that they're dropping around that time. Yeah, but if you're not in the Sydney area, check the links as always. You'll be able to see a show close to you. Uh, but then we've got the folk metal side of things, which is Beast Impaler and Stormtide, who are from uh, Victoria. Yeah, you would have heard our interview last episode. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything much more because listen to the last episode. You hear an interview with Ruben. Uh, but I just heard the album that they're going to be touring around that time. Uh, it's called Wrath of an Empire. Mm. It's out now through Metal Hell Records. Yes, and it is a fucking cracker. At the time of recording for the last one, we we had the one track, the which had been released as a single. As Two Worlds Collide. Yes, uh, and which it was fucking amazing, but since then, the, the album's come out buy it look them up the links are on the last episode anyway yeah just look them up look at the links if you want to hear a sample of it go back to the last episode about 20 minutes and in from the end that's when we start talking about Stormtide, and Mm. it's worth listen yeah 
Uh, in between all that, we've got Metal United Down Under that yeah. is in the works at the moment. So a lot of stuff going on in that camp. Mm. Uh, we've got Thrasher in November. And we, we've got our uh, one-year anniversary Death Tour But Metal show in October. Yep. So watch Gary and I, I don't know, get married or what, what happens? The, well, one, of us, one of us going to have to get pregnant? I don't know. Bag's not me. <laughs> Besides all that um, <laughs> nonsense, there's also going to be some rad bands. Yep. Uh what we have confirmed so far is Offensive Behemoth uh, with Alex, who you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, but we've also got Necrostalgia, who are going to be touring uh, their debut EP around that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're not 100% confirmed yet, but confirmed enough for these guys, let me just say. But uh, Master Gravity should be opening the show for oh, us. Oh, shit, yeah. And we haven't seen these guys at our club since our Scrounge Scrounge Wave in January, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, if you've not seen or heard of the legend, <laughs> that is Master Gravity. They are both masterful and they bring uh with them a certain amount of gravity yep so to find out exactly how much of that amount they bring you have to come to the show yeah seriously uh <laughs> uh spinal tap on stage basically Spi- spinal tap in real life without ever breaking character with uh kiss makeup that isn't kiss it, yep. it's fucking amazing it They're is just it is the best, worst, best shit you'll ever fucking see. Master Gravity or Rock and Roll. Yep. And um, just look them up. You'll see. Yep. There'll be links on this episode. So anyway, we, so we've got a bunch of shit for our year anniversary. We've got some more that we're announcing soon. Yeah, we'll be able to announce more soon. Yep. But uh, let's, let's stop our fucking guest bagging and just get onto the last track and uh, leave you alone <laughs> i'm sorry i apologize we're all sorry uh the... if anyone's still listening i'm so sorry but we've got something good to finish things off with um are you a fan of opeth out there because if you are well you've probably heard this track already but uh opeth have released the a track from their forthcoming album called Sorceress. They've released the the title track, and that's uh, coming out. When is that? September sometime. Yeah, yeah. So um, they Opeth have actually just signed to Nuclear Blast. Have just yes. changed as well. Uh, but uh, th- this will be out on the thirtieth of September. So, so right at the end of September, there uh, we've heard this track, and if you haven't heard it yet, you're about to. But uh, first, hear what we thought of it. <laughs> it, it. It's hard to say what we hope or think the album is going to sound like. But personally, uh, from even just from this track, I'm hearing a lot of stuff uh, that's different to the last couple of albums that mm-hmm. they've done. So, you know, Opeth have been moving towards a much more proggy tone. Uh, uh, obviously Heritage in particular. Sure. They've sort of achieved that more. But this album does acknowledge that, but also goes back to some sounds that uh, Opeth haven't had in their last few albums, or in fact, for quite a few years. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of that in there. I think Heritage was them dipping their toe in the water and the prog thing, mm. and by uh, well, their whole foot more than just their toe. Yeah. 
by releasing a pretty straight ahead prog album then mm. pale communion kind of took it over the top a little bit i felt mm. with some extended organ solos that uh you know you ugh. never complain about my extended organ solos <laughs> Uh, but yes, when Tane is playing with his organ, it is usually solo. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I think they've brought with this one track, they've brought all those elements together and it just really works with a, just a hint of earlier, uh, Opeth in the mix there with a little bit of heaviness. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to read too much into it from just hearing one track. I mean, obviously we've got a while until the album comes out. But the fact is, uh, Opeth haven't actually touched on a lot of these sounds at all through their last two albums. So I'm very excited to see what happens. And just before we play the track, I just wanted to mention that it's really interesting uh, going on YouTube and reading the comments uh, from the diehard Opeth fans who are listening to the track, the the new material from this band. I've not done this. Please enlighten us. Well, look, I think some people are holding on to the hope that they're going to... Do any deliverance? It will head back the other direction, back towards the more metal side of things. That's obviously not happening too much. No. There's one guy, like, I kind of found found it funny when your point of reference for the kind of prog that Opeth are doing now is something as recent as Mastodon. There's one dude that I read on the, there's like, really? wow, this really sounds like Mastodon. And it's like, that's the band that comes to your mind first. He's probably a kid. Not to, Yeah, exactly. Not to yeah. be an elitist or whatever, but I just think it's funny how Mastodon have taken on that mantle now. And instead of saying yes or um, Rainbow or any, or King Crimson or yeah, any fucking yeah. band that was way more Frog than Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. Well, Atomic Rooster. I mean, fuck. We can name, we can name a bunch of more bands that are more prog that Opeth are trying to emulate. I mean, then, fuck. Master's Apprentices from Sydney. Sure. Example. But it's funny that the touch point now is um, Mastodon to yeah. to the kids, uh, which is cool for Mastodon. But um, you know. It as kind of feels of a, like it's overlooking some of the, the forefathers. As a bit of a music history douchebag, which mm. I take pride in being. Sure. It's interesting no, that people... No, no argument. No yeah. argument. <laughs> it's interesting that people take these later points. And if you're younger, sure, that makes sense. It's not like we're old. Like, you know, it's just... Uh, it's funny how limited some people's points of reference can be sometimes. Sure. And then you see someone that says, oh, I'm not really into it. And people attacking them for having an opinion. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Someone has an opinion on the internet? On the internet, right? <laughs> Fuck. Shut the front door. It's like, who gives a shit? If you don't want... Like, if someone doesn't like it and you do, how does them not liking it hinder your enjoyment of the album or the song or uh, the whatever? Possibly know? if you have a very fragile masculinity. And let's be honest, it's always a fragile masculinity on the mm, internet. The internet. Yeah. 
we're bringing it full circle, talking about technology at the beginning of the show and ending with some technological stuff. And also the fragile nature of human existence, which would also be an excellent alternative title track (laughs) from something from uh, Defeated Sanity's second half of the album. (laughs) Yes, or any kind of (laughs) melodic prog death, jazz death album see we sound drunk but we brought it right back to the start oh yeah that's professionalism right yeah yeah (laughs) if if we're we're nothing if we're not professional here (laughs) in the dtmm studios (laughs) okay guys so we're gonna finish off with opeth's sorceress off the um upcoming album sorceress through nuclear blast Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the music we've played. We hope you've enjoyed our ramblings, because they have been ramblings. They have been drunken ramblings, to say the very least. I, You know what I think we should do uh, in an upcoming episode? Drink along with DTABM. Sure. We we try and do some kind of like maybe live Skype chat thing. <laughs> I can't recommend it. Uh, that would be uh, surely illegal to recommend people <laughs> consume the same amount of alcohol. <laughs> Hit of heroin with the DTABM team. No. <laughs> but, but thank you, thank you. We hope you enjoy Opeth's Sorceress. We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.
Commence the editing. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck.